Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This episode is going to be Genesis chapter 35. So in this episode, we have uh, Rachel bearing one more child. This will be her last. Verse 1, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, our house of God, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you. Jacob's family are too worldly. He is going to prepare them to be spiritually prepared for the temple. And be clean and change your garments. They are preparing to go to the temple. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. Jacob buries the images of of idolatry. When we repent, we should put away our old ways for a more righteous life. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. The reputation of Jacob's family caused the people in the area to be afraid of them. And they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. Before returning to Bethel, which was the equivalent of a modern temple, Jacob had his family and servants, his household, prepare themselves for the experience, much as modern saints prepare themselves. The earrings probably were more than mere jewelry, possibly amulets with inscriptions to false gods. About ten years must have elapsed since the return of Jacob from Mesopotamia, and yet he had not paid his vows unto the Lord. From what follows, we infer that in all probability, the reason of this delay had been that the family of Jacob had not been purged from idolatry, and that hitherto Jacob had been too weak to remove from his household what must have rendered his appearance at Bethel morally impossible. And now we read that he said unto his household and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. So this is a symbol of purification. And let us arise and go to, up to Bethel, and all that all the teraphim and idolatrous charms were buried deep down below a terebinth tree, which was by Shechem. A touching incident is recorded immediately on their arrival at Bethel. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak, and the name of it was called Alon Bakath, the wedding, the oak of weeping. Thus, Deborah's long and faithful service in the household of Isaac and the family mourning over the old, tired, or the old tried family friend are, are deemed worthy of perpetual memorial in the book of God. But from the circumstance that Deborah died in the house of Jacob, we infer not only that her mistress, Rebekah, was dead, but that there must have been some intercourse between Isaac and Jacob since his return to Canaan. Most probably, Jacob had visited his aged parent, though scripture does not mention it, because it in no way affects the history of the covenant. At Bethel, God again appeared to Jacob, and while he once more bestowed on him the name of Israel and the covenant promises previously given, Jacob also paid his vow unto the Lord, and on his part likewise renewed the designation of the place as Bethel. 
That was from Edersheim. Verse 6, so Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, he and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. But Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died. Rebekah was probably already dead by now too, and she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak. And the name of it was called Alon Bakath, the oak of weeping. And God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Padanaram and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. This is the third recorded visit of the Lord to Jacob. The last time the Lord appeared at Bethel, Jacob was still single. Now, 20 years later, he has been blessed by the Lord. And Jacob set up a pillar in the, in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel. And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath, and Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass, when she had hard, was, was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died, and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave, that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. And Israel journeyed and spread his tent beyond the tower of Adar. And it came to pass, when Israel dwelt in that land, that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard it. The inclusion of the brief account of Reuben's immorality in the historical account may seem unusual, but it explains why Reuben, the firstborn of Leah, forfeited the birthright. Since Rachel was the second wife, her firstborn would then by right inherit the, forfeit, the forfeited blessing. Joseph thus was the next legal heir in line, even though he was the 11th son born. Specifically, First uh, Chronicles uh, chapter 5, 1-3 specifically ties Reuben's loss of the birthright to his transgression and shows how it went to Joseph. The firstborn sons of the handmaids, Bilhah and Zilpah, would not be considered since they were the property of their mistresses, and their children were also technically considered Rachel's and Leah's property. That was out of the Institute Manual. Continuing verse 22, now the sons of Jacob were twelve. And then he goes on lists all of them, the sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, and Issachar, and Zebulon, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, and the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's handmaid, Dan, and Naphtali, and the sons of Zilpah, Leah's handmaid, Gad, and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, which were born to him in Padanaram. And Jacob came unto Isaac, his father, unto, Ma unto Mamre, unto the city of Arba, which is in Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac sojourned. And the days of Isaac were an hundred and four score years. Isaac was able to see Jacob's family before he died. And Isaac gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. From Bethel, they continued their journey towards Mamre and the place of Isaac's residence. On the way, some distance from Ephrath, the fruitful, which in, time, in later times was called Bethlehem, the house of bread, Rachel died in giving birth to Jacob's twelfth son. 
His mother wished to call her child Benoni, Benoni, the son of my sorrow, but his father but his father named him Benjamin, which has been variously interpreted as meaning son of the right hand or son of days, i.e. of old age and son of happiness, because he completed the number of 12 sons. From Jeremiah 31:15, we gather that Rachel actually died in Ramah. Jacob set a, a pillar upon her grave as the oak or rather the terebinth of, of Deborah was still known at the time of the judges when Deborah's greater namesake dwelt under its shadow between Ramah and Bethel in Mount, Eph, Mount Ephraim. To the, so the pillar which marked Rachel's grave was a landmark at the time of Samuel. Another crime yet stained the family of Jacob at Migdal, Eber, Migdal Eder, the watchtower of the flock, in consequence of which Reuben was deprived of the privileges of the firstborn. At last Jacob came to his journey's end unto Isaac his father and unto Mamre, unto the city of Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac sojourned. Here scripture pauses to record by way of anticipation the death of Isaac at the age of 180 years old, although that event took place 12 years after Jacob's arrival at Hebron. And indeed, Isaac had lived to share his son's sorrow when Joseph was sold into Egypt. So Jacob or Isaac actually sees or is around when uh, Joseph is sold into Egypt, having only died 10 years before Jacob and his sons settled in Egypt. But the course of sacred history has turned from Isaac, and in fact, Jacob himself is now but a secondary actor in its events. The main interest henceforth centers in Joseph, the elder son of Rachel, with whose life the progress of sacred history is identified. And so as we begin uh, to talk about Joseph, there is one chapter that we need to deal with um, that talks about, uh, talks about Judah, which we'll talk about next, but that's because it's to juxtapose the two uh, one Judah that gave in to temptation, and then that of Joseph who did not give in to temptation. So we'll see the, the change or the difference between those two as we get into 36 and 37. I bear testimony to the truth of the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.